Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Across the Romaverse. It's Steve here with Jimmy. Brandon not with us tonight. Uh, we're recording just about, I don't know, about three hours after the, the end of Roma's defeat in Bergamo to Atalanta 3-1. Um, we'll get into the match in just a couple minutes, but Jim, feels like Brandon, he has this like gift to know when Roma's gonna, just going to not play well and not want to come on after a big loss like this one because he told ahead of time, but it seems like he's making a habit of this. Yeah, he's got an innate sixth sense, man. It's like spider sense, like uh, Peter Parker. He knows he knows when to say, I'm not coming on, and then they lose in dramatic fashion. So, Brandon, if you're, re- if you're listening to this, this is a signal that you need to just stop skipping podcast recording because I think they'd be undefeated if you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if he hadn't given that indication beforehand, maybe it's a different match. Maybe things end up differently. Uh, we will talk about the, the lost Atalanta today. We also have to talk about Feyenoord because we didn't get to record after that, being that we pretty much record once a week. Um, and I guess they are, they're kind of intertwined when you think about this, the way this one played out. Monday match is always tough. I got to watch the first half live. Second half mostly was highlights for me because I had a meeting uh, to attend. So I got to miss most of the action live. But this to me, and I wrote the match preview, Jim, this always felt to me like a bit of a trap game. Um, I feel like yeah. these after these big European wins, I go back five years to when Roma beat Barcelona. The Derby was that following weekend, which is why a lot of people are going into that one saying, oh, you know, EDF should rest his big players. And I wrote a piece on, on CDT, which ended up looking pretty smart 
afterward, not, not, not to toot my own horn, but I said he's got to play all those guys because you never know what could happen in Europe. And they came back, and then the Derby was a, a, a drub 0-0, zero, zero, you know, not much action. This one had action, but it kind of in some ways had the same feel. You rest Dybala, you rest Matic, you rest Pinazzola, El Shirari, who's been a big player lately. All those guys start from the bench. You try to rotate some guys in, and and Roma just didn't seem to have much going today. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that Atalanta, I mean, like it or not, they've had our number more than most other sides over the course of the past several years. I feel like they've often, regardless of their form outside of the Roma match, it feels like they come in and quite often have Roma's number. There have been times where we've uh, where we've beaten up on them for sure, but at the same time, yeah, these types like Gasparini is a great coach. I think that's a huge amount of it. And uh, we were talking about this before the start of the recording, but if you looked at the expected goals, this wasn't necessarily going to like this. Didn't look like it would be a blowout. Um, and I think that that's kind of the difference maker that a great manager can be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily put Gasparini in the tier of like Mourinho or someone who's won a lot, but in terms of what he's been able to do at Atlanta, he's certainly great for his stature in the game, let's say. And sometimes that's the difference maker. Uh, it also doesn't help that Roma was down several players. You know, players were looking injured. Players were tired from these really important matches that Roma's been playing. Uh, and as you said, I think there's always a bit of a hangover from these huge match results in cups. And that's part of the problem. You know, I mean, we've talked a lot before about how Roma has gone deeper in cup tournaments in Europe than most other Italian clubs over the past decade. Um, I remember reading, this is, um, Lorenzo Pellegrini's fourth European semifinal, uh, that he'll be a part of, which seems kind of wild to think about, um, honestly. Uh, but at the same time, the same things that are befalling Inter Milan, AC Milan, even Juventus to a certain extent, uh, going deep in these European competitions means that you're just not as ready for the league. And that's, I think that's a lot of what happened to Roma this today. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a lot to do with it. Mourinho talks about the lack of depth. I think a lot of Italian teams have to deal with lack of depth compared to like a city or a Bayern Munich and some of these teams when they play domestically after a European competition, but my, one of my, my best friends, Nick, he's been on the podcast a few times and he's a Lazio fan. And I said to him after the match today, pretty much, you know, Lazio and Atalanta right now have an advantage in the sense that they're not playing in Europe anymore. Napoli aside, because Napoli's pretty much run away with the Scudetto. So in terms of teams battling for top four, it's still wide open from two down through seven. Now with Atalanta winning and getting within four points, striking distance of top four Um, with the loss, Roma still is five back of Lazio, but that's, you know, it's still a, a reasonable distance with, I think, seven matches remaining on the season. Um, and it it just comes down to that having to play so often. And Roma, especially this time around, because they had to play 120 minutes. So they had that extra 30 minutes, almost another half of football just three days ago. It's pretty much understandable when things like this happen. You mentioned the XG we were talking about beforehand. When you look at the XG, like you said, Roma actually out XG'd Atalanta in this match because when you see the, the goals Atalanta scored, the first one was a really good hit by Poslich. But man, I don't know what Iban is, why he was so far off him. 
I thought Salik got shaken just a bit too easily by Zapata on the cross. He gave him like a kind of shook him twice. And I was like, it's not like the shiftiest of attacking players. You know, it's not like it was a Lookman or one of those guys uh, coming down his flank with speed that he had to worry about getting beat for pace. Um, And then watching the highlights a second time, watching it more closely, he was pretty far off of whoever headed that ball in that Toloy put the rebound in after the Patricio save. I thought that was pretty pretty poor on um, Ibanez's marking again for the second time. And then the last one, I mean, you, you look at it and just a, kind of a miscommunication, I think, between Lorente and Patricio. I don't know if uh, Patricio thought Lorente would head it back to him sooner or or make a play on it and put it aside or whatever. But Patricio's got to take that ball before Coop Miners gets there. You know, Roma gets that, that goal to get it to 2-1 from Pellegrini. And you're like, oh, maybe there's a chance that in these last, I think it was about 15 minutes after he scored the goal to try to get a second one get a point, you get a point, and you know what? We're not in that bad shape at coming out of this one. You stay seven ahead of Atalanta, you stay top four um, without being level with Milan, which they are now, and, and it just didn't come out that way. One interesting thing that jumped out at me in the stats, and obviously, like I mentioned, I didn't get to watch the whole match live, but the amount of possession Roma had, 63% possession, um, interesting because usually Roma's the team that would rather concede possession, give up the ball, let the other team kind of dictate play a little bit and then strike on the counterattack, kind of let, let it play into Roma's hands. And that was the complete opposite tonight. Um, but again, one other thing that jumps out at me is shots on target. Roma only had one of their 14 total shots on target and that was Pellegrini's goal. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that I would take away from that and kind of use as a response to what you're saying uh, is to look at Mourinho's post-match quotes. Um yeah. Basically, they asked him, you know, they didn't play that well today after pushing so hard in Europe. What was your thoughts? And he said, no, I disagree. With all our limitations, I think we played an excellent game. You can't discount individual moments from the analysis because they're all part of the match and they determine the result, but it really did come down to fine margins. We were in control in the first half. We didn't create a lot, but we were in complete control. I agree with that. And... He goes through each of the things. And as much as you can't, you can always go through different moments in a match and say, oh, if this didn't happen, we would have won. Like, my takeaway from watching the match was that there were still a lot of solid fundamentals on display, even though they were obviously tired. And a lot of things just went Atalanta's way. People don't want to hear this, but especially if you don't have a Manchester City type squad, there are going to be matches like this in yeah. multiple competitions. Like, like, that's just a fact. And I think beyond that, we're also just need to understand that this is the difference maker for Ro- going to be the difference maker for Roma in the next couple seasons, especially if Mourinho and Dybala stick around. Can they find the depth that they need? Because yeah. it's not that any individuals played necessarily super poorly, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I mean, I agree with Mourinho in that assessment. I don't think anyone played super poorly. But I think that if you had, let's just put it this way. I think that if we had the forward depth that we thought we had coming into this season, that we probably would have scored another goal in this match. Like, the problem is that Belotti has been non-existent this season. We lost Zaniolo, or well, we sold Zaniolo for spare parts. Uh, Stolbakken looks intriguing, but is definitely still getting used to playing in Italy. Um, And just in general, I would say that we're at a point where our forward strength is a lot weaker outside of like El Shirawi 
and Abraham on a good day than often. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, I think that depth is the next big step for this club. If you look at the summer signings that are supposedly lined up already, it seems like they're really setting up for that, um, which is exciting. And as much as I can be disappointed in the overall result, like Mourinho, I'm going to say, you know, Champions League through the league is still possible. Champions League through the cup is still possible. And it just shows where we need to grow over the course of the next summer and then hopefully Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think it I'm just gonna read out a little bit more of that Mourinho quote that you were at the beginning of because he did not seem very upset with the performance. Like you said, he thought we were I agree the the part where you ended where they were in complete control of the first half when they gave the goal. They weren't creating a lot uh in terms of Roma creating, but they did have, you know, a couple forays forward. They drew a couple corner kicks and Mourinho continued. He said their first goal came about because there's a player who loses the ball on the left and the ball goes to the right side where Tammy should have won a foul. Then there's a cross into the box. And instead of positioning ourselves according to our opponents, we were caught ball watching and Pasolich scored. But I don't think there was anything between us and Adelante in the first half, even though we'd made a few changes and some of the lads were tired. And that's what it was. It was ball watching. Ibani is one of them. He was the guy who was supposed to be marking Pasolich, left him way too much pace. Great finish by Pasolich and give him credit for that. Um, In the second half, he goes after we pulled it back to 2 1. I thought we could push on and go for it, despite there being only eight minutes plus stoppage time running. Then there was another moment that decided the game. But I'm pleased with my players. If I have to play next Saturday, I will. This team is united. We always stick together when the going gets tough. I think our fans, including Francesco, because Totti was listening on Dazen, who's one of our biggest fans, are proud of this side because we always play as a team. We ended the game with nine players, and with nine men, we hit the post, which could have been our second goal. We kept battling right to the end. Honestly, it's very, very hard for me to criticize this team because they always go out there and do everything they can with our limitations. I'm not saying today's result is unfair, because those individual moments are part of the game. And when you make a mistake, you pay for it. But I'm very happy indeed with the attitude shown by my players, both those who played and who don't often play and those who started on the bench and came on to lend a hand. So um, yeah, he pointed out the individual mistakes, but you could see that overall, very pleased with the performance in terms of what they had to deal with. I didn't even realize because I, like I said, I missed it the very end of the match that they finished with nine players on the pitch, which is always concerning because that means after all the subs were made, you had those injuries come up. And uh, one thing that can't be left unsaid, even when Halden being out, we've dealt with when Halden being out, but Smalling was out today. And you have to wonder how much of uh, there was a disconnect in the back line with Smalling missing. And, and that's not to criticize Lorente, who you know came in January, or Mancini, or Ibanez personally. But you wonder how, because Smalling, besides Patricio, has played the most minutes on the team in Serie A prior to his injury yeah, last week. Yeah, no. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I don't think it's of this magnitude, but I think it's a similar magnitude. Losing Smalling is of a similar magnitude loss to Roma as losing Dybala is for an extended mm-hmm. period of time. Uh, in terms of, I would say Dybala is the better player overall. Uh, but at the same time, Smalling has become so integral to the trio of defenders that are often making Roma so rock solid in defense that no matter how good Lorente can be. And I hope, I honestly, I do think, and I hope that they will end up signing him this summer. Cause I think he's been quite good and can be like a fourth, fifth center back and need a guy like that. You don't, as much as Roma needs more depth, you don't need every player to be demanding a starting spot. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I think Lorente will be good for that. However, you know, I don't know. Smalling is really important. And 
Wijnaldum is really important. And I, I don't think it's coincidental that Roma got on better form once Wijnaldum came back into the fold uh, and started playing more. This team, when it's fully healthy, is able to compete with Champions League level sites. I think we've seen that. I think I, I feel confident in saying that, um, whether that's in the league or just like overall fighting for table position. Ro- Roma can compete for a Champions League spot. The question is getting healthy, and that's going to be the question for as long as Paolo Dybala is in Rome, unfortunately. Like, I, I think he's great. I think he's my favorite player since early era Nicolo Zaniolo in terms of how much I can be excited by watching him play. Um, in terms of sheer ability, there's no doubt that, like, you go from Francesco Totti and the next attacker with similar levels of abilities, Paolo Dybala, it, that Rome has had, uh, with an honorable mention to Edin Dzeko, but they're just very different players. Um, a lot of things are going to ride on injuries or lack thereof for Roma while Paolo Dybala is the star. That's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. And unfortunately, I think that Smalling isn't a star of Dybala's caliber, but Roma's defense will likely go the way that Chris Smalling does. And all signs point towards him being renewed. So I, I imagine that'll be true for the rest of his career or until he slowly becomes more of a bench player. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and then you mentioned Dybala a lot in that, you know, what you're talking about there in the comparison. And Dybala got injured in in the match. And um, I'm assuming he was one of the guys that came off late in the match to play down nine. And he took a very hard tackle. I think it was from Palomino. Um, and the latest I'm reading is ankle sprain, and I'm not surprised because it looked like an ankle. Luckily, it didn't get broken. He kind of got caught under him, under the defender Palomino, as he came through him. It was a yellow card, but it was a, <laughs> it was pretty pretty tough tackle. Um, and if they lose DiBala for any period of time again, I mean, we thought we dodged a bullet after the first uh, Feyenoord match when he was able to come back for the second one and have an impact off the bench. And now they could be without him for maybe both of the matches against the Milan side. If this is a bad enough ankle sprain, we'll see. Um, but we're going to have to kind of say our prayers at the Chiesa di Totti and hope that his ankle sprain is not too bad. Because if they lose him in big matches like that, and you're dealing without Winhaldem and without Smalling and and possibly some other players, it's it's going to be tough going. Um, I did read that Lorente, I think, was the other player that came off late, um, that, that he had gotten hurt very late in the match. So if he's out and Smalling's out, you're looking at a back line of, it's got to be Mancini, Kambula, and Ibanez. Um, You know, those are guys that are going to have to play well. They're not, you think of them as young, they're not young anymore. Uh, except maybe Kambula's a little bit young still, and he hasn't played Yeah, I was going to say, Kambula, people, people don't think of Kambula as young. Yeah. That man is still like, what, 22, 23? Yeah, yeah he turned 23. In, in the sense that, I guess I was getting at, is that he's been around, right? Like, they're not like young Yeah super young anymore in that sense because you you kind of forget how young he is you're right because he's been around for so long since yeah. his verona days but in terms of mancini i think he turned like 27 recently right so 
he's going to have to take the, the charge in that back line of Smalling and Lorente Arau, and hopefully Kambula's lack of game time lately doesn't affect him against Milan if that's the, the route they have to go. Um, but one other player, Jim, I wanted to mention, and I don't know, maybe he's back. Lorenzo Pellegrini, third match in a row with a goal. Uh, lovely finish day with the left foot from outside the top of the box. Uh, very nice goal to get run within 2-1. Also hit a post, and we can I, you know, point this out. This is Roma's 30th post of the season, European leading in all competitions. Um, you know, they keep tacking them on after two of them on Thursday against Feyenoord. Um, free kick almost got that second goal back for Roma. It probably would have been too little too late, but it would have been nice to see him get a brace. Um, but he's, I don't know if there was little physical things nagging him. Maybe it was just a lack of confidence in that goal a couple weekends ago against Udinese, got him going, but he looks like he's back. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a streaky guy. Uh, I think that people might forget this. I won't like in the fall of the past two seasons, he's been excellent. Like to start the season, he has had amazing runs where it was like, wait, is Lorenzo Pellegrini the best midfielder in Serie A or Europe? Like that was like a conversation that it felt like we were having because of how good he was playing. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of a typical season path for him that he is hot, like red hot coming out of the off season for a couple months. Then he has some pretty bad form for a couple months. And then, you know, April and May come around and suddenly he's back on pretty good form. And I still think of him as a really quality player, even when he's not playing at his best. But when he's playing at his best, he makes it a whole lot easier for Roma to tolerate not necessarily being able to bank on having Paolo Dybala for any given match or Ginny Wijnaldum for any given match. Um, he's a quality player. And I don't think it's coincidental, going back to that stat that I mentioned about Roma being in in uh, four cup semifinals while he's been around the squad. I don't think that's coincidental, um, that he's been a starter for four of, like, what? Not that many total of Roma semifinal appearances in the club's history. And you need a guy like that. Um, I think that I'm happy to see him getting his form back. I'm happy, even though it didn't result in a win today, I think that for Roma to succeed in Europa League and hopefully push for a Champions League spot, they need as many creative players as possible firing on all cylinders. And it certainly looks like he's getting back up to that type of form. Yeah, and, and if Dybala is out for any extended period, I, I had mentioned in the match preview that you know Roma was going to need Pellegrini and, and Abraham to step up, especially if Dybala didn't start, and you know they kind of rested some of those guys, and when Aldum's out, and he's he's been pl- he's been getting you know his uh, his foot in the mix with the goals and assists the other day, played very well. He's the captain. I, I I wonder if the dip in form sometimes when he starts so hot is that he does get knocked around a bit and and he's picking up little things and he plays through them and that affects the form and you know he's too proud to just kind of say that and he plays through it and then you know it it starts to get ugly like it has at points this season where the play is not very good at all and he takes a lot of flack for it but um one thing you can't criticize him for is he, he always puts himself out there and, unless he is like severely hobbled he is there he is a leader um and and i think that's very important um just to have him out there as, as the captain and, and in, in a tough time like this, they're going to need him to step up. 
Um, he actually spoke post-match. I'm going to pull up his comments because he did say something. He was frustrated with the defeat, just a couple things. Um, and like a true captain, he said, today you can't point fingers at anyone. As a team, we are sad and angry for having lost this game. This is fresh. There's frustration, as in my opinion, we played a game of great intensity, decided by a few episodes that went against us today. We have a very busy schedule. I've had moments during the season where I wasn't feeling well, but suffice it to say that I've said it too many times. Now I'm playing better. It shows I'm available to the team. Here at Rome, we help each other. I'll step on the pitch on Saturday to help my teammates. And if the coach needs me to fill in as a goalkeeper or a fullback, I'll play there. We leave frustrated because we leave with zero points, but we are aware that we can count on each other. So he right there pointed out, like, I'm feeling better. Now I'm playing better. And then he was asked about Toti because I guess Toti was on the Dazen broadcast. And, and you know, obviously yeah. as a Roman captain, you're going to get not comparisons because we know his game is nowhere near Toti's. We, we all know that, right? Um, and nobody really he knows it. Toti. I mean, yeah, yeah, he knows it, right? So he said, Toti, I don't even have to say what he means to me. I've always said that it's an honor just to receive a message or a word from him or make eye contact. He knows how important every word he says is to me. We spoke some time ago when things weren't going well for me. It was important to me, and it shows he managed to continue being the captain of Roma. He will always be a point of reference for me. He knows how much I care about this club. I can't be happy now, but our relationship has always been wonderful and honored to hear him say good things about me. So some interesting little tidbits, I think, from Pellegrini there. It's showing that Toti still has a role, um, maybe a little mentorship here and there when things get tough. And I think that's great to see because you want those club legends kind of having that hand, like unofficial mentorship role when you have a younger captain like Pellegrini was when he took over. And it's it's good to hear that, you know, he has that point of reference, I think. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Um, I would say that, I'm still curious about where Toti ends up in terms of Roma, the club. I, I, I think he'll probably come back and have a role with the club again. It seems like in his personal life, he's got a lot of stuff that he's been dealing with over the past couple of years. So I obviously have sympathy for him there. Uh, but whenever I've read anything from Toti post playing career compared to De Rossi, who threw himself into like, becoming a coach almost immediately after his career was over. You got the sense from Toti that he didn't really know what to do with himself when he stopped yeah. playing soccer. And like, he's an agent, but at the same time, I think it's just like, imagine from the age of like 17, you're treated like God in your hometown because of how good you are at one particular thing. And now you don't do that thing anymore. Like, even if you, even though he could walk into any bar in Italy, let alone Rome and get like, free drinks like there is an element of you wondering like is this all that i'm going to be known for is this all that i've done is this all i'm going to do and i have to imagine that's been really hard for him his stuff with with his ex-wife seems like it's been really challenging um i think that especially with the pelota management out that there will be an opportunity for him to come back and be in like kind of a nedved role uh, for the club. Uh, I think that that'll happen in the next couple of years. That's my guess. Um, I could all, I, I could see him staying mainly just as an agent, but also that just does not really, I, I don't know. I think that he's happier by a pitch and if it's, whether that's in a assistant coach role, whether that's in a player development role, whether that's in a executive type role, I, I think that he's just too bound to the club at this point for him to be away from it for too long 
Yeah, I think after the Polota falling out, obviously he he needed his distance, and I think that had a lot to do with. It. But I think you're right. I think at some point, I think the agent thing is is not probably his long term ambition. I think he does want to be back at Rome. I think a director role probably fits him pretty well. I think De Rossi seems more the managerial role in terms of on the pitch coach. Um, wouldn't be something to have De Rossi on the touchline eventually after you know Mourinho hopefully wins us some trophies and Totti's in the in the front office helping you know but scouting players or whatever it is that he wants to do it would be great to have him back um yeah and I, I guess we'd mentioned earlier they finished with nine men on the pitch injuries are starting to pile up now for Roma you know no Smalling no Winhalvim looking like no Dybala no Lorente um you know Matic was doubtful coming into this one Mourinho in his quote um post-match that they did try to protect him a bit but they, they he had to come in luckily Solbach and was back to give them another option and he actually started today which is good to see because they're going to need players like him to fill out that depth. Um, but it's getting a, a bit thin. Um, you know, Mourinho said injuries are par for the course when you accumulate matches. What we tried to do too is protect those who, using scientific data, were showing most fatigue after our match on Thursday. We tried to protect Dybala from injuries and others, mainly Spinazzola and, and Matic from fatigue. Those who played like Solbach and did really well. And when we were fully in the game, we can see the, the third goal um but we can see it as a team them us me so just he kind of said you know he acknowledged injuries happen when you have this many matches and they try to protect who they could but um it did it did add up so Jim I guess you know I don't want to go without talking about Feyenoord but we do have to look forward to but just a quick little aside man Thursday that was some game felt really good to beat them because slot the manager was talking a lot that they, they've been kind of harping on this since the conference league last year, but I have to say gritty Roma performance. And this team to me in that match before this one happened today, they just have a different mentality. And I think Mourinho is really starting to, to show his, you know, strengths as a manager, which we knew it was one of his strengths, but the mentality he's built with this team, not only do they fight for each other, they don't give in. Like, when they gave up that goal that put them down, Roma's of the past would have kind of given in. I know that Bren put out a tweet that was like, oh, there's the backbreaker, but maybe put out a great reverse jinx. This team did not give in, and Dybala scored a big boy goal, set up by a nice pass by Pellegrini, went to extra time, and, and the boys took care of business. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, I think that the biggest change that Mourinho's afforded this club is a sense of a change in mentality. And not to rag on club legends at all but i do think that it's a just an undeniable fact that throughout the totti and de rossi era and even after it for a while there was a bit of a choker mentality uh around the club uh and you can look at that in a positive way and the way that i actually do view it which is that that 2001 scudetto had the equivalent feeling of winning 10 if you played for juventus like those people who were on that squad are just gods in Rome for the rest of their lives. And they know. Um, and that's something special. But when it comes to actually getting results and building a club with the mentality to succeed in the long term and to not have 7-1 drubbings in the Champions League and things like that, this is how you build it up. Uh, you start. You have these moments where the players and the coach fight back and say enough. And it takes a lot of those to change a club's mentality. But Mourinho's shown that he can do it before. I feel like we all we, we now all think of Real Madrid as this side that was just it's just like perma winners. 
But before Mourinho, Mourinho really changed their mentality too. I think that that often doesn't necessarily like get mentioned. That Mourinho going to Real really did change a lot at Real. Of course, the Galacticos helped too. But like at the same time, he's shown before that he can change mentalities. I'm going to ignore Spurs because Spurs is Spurs. Yeah. But... Well, he's probably <laughs> laughing at Spurs yeah. right now I... after that debacle. Yeah, I mean, I mean... And in many, many ways, Roma is Italian Spurs, but Spurs are showing themselves showing themselves to be ten times better at being Roma than Roma yeah. is at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I would just say if there's a club, that, if there's a manager you want to bring in to change the mentality of a club, Mourinho is arguably the guy, um, and he's doing a good job of it so far. I'm not as excited about the prospect of Daniel De Rossi being Roma's manager, mainly because I'd like to keep Mourinho around for as long as possible, but also in part because I always get worried when you throw a legend into a high-pressure job like that. Still, it would be pretty perfect if Mourinho was able to build up the right mentality for this club and then win a couple titles, but then you really start letting it rip with Daniel De Rossi, who's able to you know, harness that mentality and win a lot. That would be like the ideal world because Mourinho is getting older, let's be honest. Yeah, in my opinion, De Rossi is definitely going to need some seasoning. I'm in not in the camp of like, oh, if Mourinho leaves after this year, bring in De Rossi because, you know, things even work out of spa this season. He's going to need some seasoning, but that would be in an ideal world for sure. So, Jim, we're going to have to move on just to wrap, I think, with the upcoming schedule. So Roma has two big matches coming up in their next three. I mean, every match is big at this point, but two of their next three are big. They've got Milan on Saturday at the Olympico. Then it's Monza midweek, and then it's Inter at the Olympico the following Saturday. Two Saturday noon Eastern games going to be huge. And then following the, I believe if I have my dates right, there's one more match, and then they get back into Europe in May, May 11th and May 18th is, is Leverkusen. Um, and all those matches are big now. And, and Mourinho, after the match, had maybe losing to Feyenoord would have put us in a better position to fight till the end of the season because the injuries, these injuries are a huge problem. But you know, Mourinho wants to win trophies. So now, looking at the the the, the, um, the table, we mentioned Milan is now level with Roma on 56 points through 31 matches. Uh, Inter is two behind on 54. Roma and Milan technically are level on goal differential as well. So that match head to head on Saturday is going to be huge. If Whoever wins that is going to be at a huge advantage, even if it is just three points. Um, Juve and Lazio both dropped points on the weekend, which kept Roma within touching distance of those sides, which makes today's loss hurt a little bit less. Um, and Adelanto, like I mentioned, is four behind Roma now. So very tight from two through seven. There's there's nine points separating two through seven. Um, could be really any of those teams qualifying at this point for those three spots. Hopefully injuries aren't too much of a problem. But uh, Milan's going to be big on Saturday. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I'm looking forward to it because as much as Roma does set you up to be a bit of a pessimist, I'm not really convinced by Milan's recent form that they're just going to like slap a silly. And yeah, I, I think that I these, these six-point matches, they're fun on some level. They're terrifying, but they're fun. And if you look at the win probability that they've got up, they say Roma's got a 36% chance of winning, a 30% chance of draw, and Milan's got a 34% chance of winning. I'll take so those odds. Dead heat, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and and Milan's got the Champions League to worry about. Not immediately. They they you know they end up winning this weekend against Lecce. But prior to that, their their form was dipping a bit in Serie A. A couple draws in a row after they had smacked Napoli around. Man, Napoli, the, Milan's got their number. We can say that. Um, but you know, all these teams have tough matches left. After this, Milan still has Lazio and and Juventus left in the league. Besides the the two semifinal matches in the Champions League against Inter Milan, so their schedule is not easy. They'll have other opportunities to drop points. Um, Inter still has the most crowded schedule because they have, um, besides the Roma on May 6th, they've got Lazio this weekend. I mean, who do we root for there? I guess draw. Do we root draw there? I guess. Um, the meteorite, yeah, the meteorite would be always ideal, root but for the meteorite. Otherwise, yeah. draw Inter plays out Alonso late, so it's one of those things like if Roma can take three points off these teams each. That's ideal. I think draws yeah. are even maybe acceptable at this point because even if you draw Saturday and Inter wins, you have a three-way tie with the Milan clubs and you still play Inter. So I think the biggest thing is not to lose. Obviously you want to win, but I I don't think you can lose these two matches at home. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that you cannot lose any more home matches. And the good news is that Roma in general has shown itself to be quite solid at home. So I, I think it can happen. Uh, I, I Brandon would hate me for saying it, but he's not here, so I can say it. I I believe in this club. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the eternal pessimist in the show. You're the optimist. I I tend to 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 go optimist, but sometimes I can I can get pulled down by the club and their uh their their yeah. issues at times. But I try to stay positive way more than Brandon. But uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll be back for a win next week. But. Jim, also in the interview, Toti was on Dazen, and, and he was speaking the last thing on this, and it's on the AS Roma website, the quote from Toti, he said, after what you said, I feel even more confident that with you in charge, Mr. Mourinho, we can do great things both in Serie A and in the Europa League. I'm proud of what you said, and I'm proud of the team. We fans are always behind you, ready to drive you on because you deserve it. So those are the words of the legend, the, the namesake of our website. And uh, Mourinho responded in kind. He said, you're a Roma Capitano. You should call me Jose, not Mr. or Coach. I thank you for your kind words. We can't perform miracles, of course, but one miracle is the bond between this team and all of you fans. Away from home, at the Olympico, everywhere, people have understood the values of this team. Regardless of whether we play better or worse, we win or draw, we have injuries or not, we always fight together till the very end. You could you could have given us a hand next Saturday, although we'll actually need Alder a bit more than we need you in reference to the injured center backs. But uh, nice little exchange mm-hmm. between Toti Mourinho to give us a positive feeling, I think, to wrap up this episode. Yeah, you you know that Toti would have loved to be managed by that guy. Uh, oh, you yeah. know that, yeah, like like I I think that's a huge part of it. And man, in another life, right? Like that—that's all I can say at this point because Totti and De Rossi managed by Mourinho would have been a sight to see. Oh, De, De Rossi managed by Mourinho even more than Totti, I think, would have been like the ideal, yeah. right? Like that's his ideal midfielder right there—just somebody who can win the 100%. ball, can, can start the transition game, and then Totti on the other end of these some of these counterattacks to just finish him off, right? Um, yeah, exactly. One can dream, right? In a in a yeah. parallel, the only problem in the parallel universe, he would have been playing for him at Real Madrid. So I guess we don't want to. You know, yeah, probably. At all. Let's be real. If, <laughs> the, the, yeah, we'd have to find some universe where Roma got bought by somebody super duper rich. Yeah, uh, and then would Toti even happen? Yeah, it's like a, it's like that scene in Avengers Endgame when uh when Doctor Strange is like looking through all the realities. Like I found one where this all works out. 
you'd have to find the one out of like billions where all the things line up. It'd still be yeah. nice to dream about though. It's like it's like the butterfly effect, right? One little thing changes everything and we don't want that. I mean, we'll we'll take being yeah. the the side that's been the bridesmaid plenty of times and since we've been watching the team keep that conference league and hopefully in in about a month from now we could be celebrating a a Europa League uh title and, yeah, and the Champions League and all that. So disappointing day today for for Roma, but we're going to end it on the positive note with that Toti quote. He believes, we believe and Hopefully we'll be back with you a couple more times this season talking about big wins and uh, a return to the top four and another trophy. So thanks again for listening.